By faith, believers overthrew kingdoms, ruled with justice, and received what God had promised them. They shut the mouth of lions and received their dead back to life. Still through faith, others were tortured, refusing to turn from God in order to be set free. They placed their hope in a better life after the resurrection. This podcast will bring to you the faith stories of individuals in our present time who have worked with God. Faith in God exists in both the negative and the positive situations. My name is Lois and you are welcome to the By Faith podcast. Daisy Mbechi Mpai, also known as Father Storyteller. I am a tutor, a PR girl, and a social media manager. I've been a church girl for as long as I remember. I've always been active in church, but I remember clearly that at the age of 11, I confessed Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior, and I believed in my heart that he died for me and he rose again, and his blood has set me free from the power of sin and death. A significant moment in my life when I first believed that God was real was when I was, I think I was 10, and my dad got me this Bible. It was easy to read version, translation, and I enjoyed reading that Bible because it felt like I was reading a story. Like, it made Bible things look so real to me because then back then i loved to read like i was a vast reader so it made me feel like i could relate with the stories i was reading in the bible like bible stories were not just bible stories so i was reading this part about abraham and how god called abraham and god was talking to abraham god was saying things like i was going to i'm going to make you great i'll make you a blessing i'll cause who causes you and i'll bless who blesses you you'll be the father of many people and then abraham had no child yeah and then i began to think to myself i was like okay like abraham was on his own god came and started talking to him so if god can talk to people back then jesus had not come and god could talk to people so what's the difference like i believe that god can talk to me too so i started having this belief in my heart that if god can talk to abraham god can talk to me i just kept having that belief in my heart and so one evening i decided to practicalize my faith and so it was family time in the house where family time is when we used to be gathered together back then as a family we all sit down together we either watch tv or we play a game or we do something together share all of us will be there but that evening that night i skipped family time and i was in the room alone with lights switched off and then i got this um small chair a potty so yes i'm partly yoruba so we had some yoruba things in my house <laughs> so this, there was this a potty a small stool so i put it to face me and then i put the other a potty and i sat on that one and then I started talking, I was like, I believe that God is here with me. And so in my head, I imagined God was sitting on that apothe. And so I just began to talk. I was talking about my day, I spoke about my classmates, I spoke about the teachers, I spoke about what they did, everything that happened in my day, and whether I was upset or whether I was happy, if I scored well in my test. I said everything that happened that day. And then I asked God, I was like, okay, so what do you think about my day? Like, evaluate my day. And I kid you not, 
he spoke to me and like i could feel that overwhelming presence in the room i ran away from the room shower <laughs> i ran away from the room so like that was my first encounter like an experience that i can't forget that i knew that god is real and like god actually like anywhere god sees faith god honors faith that was my first experience of that yep yep Have I ever felt like God has abandoned me? Yes, I have felt like that because we're human beings, we have emotions, we're frail, we want things to happen immediately, we don't want to feel uneasy and stuff like that. So, mine was last year though, the one that is most recent that has happened was last year and I was supposed to go for service last year, like the NYC, and I was somehow scared because I've heard many people talk about how their service year was terrible and all of that. But I was following people on Instagram who had an awesome service year. Someone I followed, we all know her. If I call her name, we are all going to know her. She served in Abuja. She didn't pay any money. And then all of a sudden, like, God just did it in a way that she's not international. Like, the things that she did in her service here is what she's using now in the global space to make a name for herself. And so I was tapping into that. I was like, God, I believe that you can do this thing for me. Because looking at my background, my parents are not financially capable to run NYS. Like, that money that they say we should pay for you to be deployed wherever i did not have that access like, i don't have it i don't know where i will get the money right if i take one i'm gonna rob was i working i was working i was earning money but like the money i was earning was used for something else it was used for the house it was used for things personal things that i cannot say so like there was actually no money and me we don't after like after god there is nobody else that i can say let me go to this person this person is going to help me like after god is god in my own case now i don't have any uncle or auntie or somebody that i can say oh i'll just tell them to send me money so when people are saying things like oh my uncle is going to do this money i can't relate because if i'm not going to be able to i like have provision for it if god is not going to provide it then there's nobody else i can go and meet that is going to do this thing for me so that running of NYC thing already looked like it's not going to happen. So I just put all my feet, I put all my eggs in the basket of God. I said, God, see, last, last is you. Like, if you don't help me, then I cannot be helped. And so I told God the state I wanted to go to. And I made sure I prayed. I had scriptures to back up my prayer. I confessed those scriptures. I read it every day. Anytime I remember during my day, I would thank God. I would say, God, thank you because I'm going to this state. Thank you because this is the place I'm going to. I kept saying this thing. And then my call-up letter came. And I went to go and check. I saw Kebby State. And I was just like, from where to where? What did we throw? What did we catch? Because what's going on? But I didn't cry. I said I was not going to cry. I'm going to chest it. If God is sending me there, then it's God's will. God. <laughs> oh, we should stop saying that thing. And so I went to Kirby State. Funny enough, money to go to Kirby State came miraculously. Like how the money came, I do not know. How there were plans for me to even go with flights came about, I do not know. Like God just raised people that made sure that i had a safe a smooth trip 
down to Kerry State. And even in Kerry State, he still raised people that made sure that I was redeployed. I was able to be redeployed from Kerry State. And so I was able to get redeployed. But the state I applied for in the camp, it's not the state they gave me. They gave me another state. They gave me Edo State. And so I was like, okay, Edo State, okay. Benin, it's okay. I can manage Benin. But guess what? I came to Edo State. So they sent me to one interior village. There is no light. There is no water. There is nothing. And they were just like, God, how far now? Like, how far? I thought you were trying to, like, redeem yourself that, okay, oh, sorry, that, that Kevin State was a mistake. Oh. But, guys, it has gotten from bad to worse. <laughs> so I decided to trust me. My first two months or three months in that village was terrible. It was so bad. I felt sick. There was no water. I was isolated because I was like the only person in this in that village. Like I didn't have access to see people. My PPA was in the middle of a farm. If I wanted to see human beings or have human interactions, I had to walk all the way to the main road, and it was very far. There's no internet connection. I could not even be online. There was no light to even charge your phone to say you want to call somebody from where. Even if their phone is charged, there is no network to actually call anybody. So I was feeling like I've been abandoned. Like, God, why would you just leave me in this place? Like, it's just like God just took me and threw me somewhere. That's how bad it was. How did I overcome it? I had the Holy Spirit. So every time when I was going to my place of work, or if I was walking down to the main road just because I was bored and I was bored a lot, I always made sure that I was talking to the Holy Spirit. So I would run, I would tell him that see Holy Spirit, I said, I'm not happy. This is how I'm feeling, this is how I'm feeling, this is how I'm feeling. And the Holy Spirit will talk to me, he'll give me scriptures, he'll encourage me, or he'll give me a song. And I will sing that song and I I find that my joy has come back, my peace of mind has come back. So I'm going through that pain, I'm going through that thing that I hate, but I'm in peace. Um I have joy. Um I had my mom. Number one is the Holy Spirit, the one was my mom. So at points where I could find a place to charge my phone and I found a good place for network connection. I call my mom, I'll talk to her, I'll complain, sometimes I'll cry. And then she'll encourage me, she'll tell me, Atta, don't be discouraged. The Bible says trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't have plan B. Don't trust God and then you go back and carry the worry and put it on your head and you're thinking for God, how is God going to do this thing? How is God going to do this thing? God already told me that I was going to leave that village. And he gave me the day, like the month I was going to leave. But because I kept worrying, like I kept doubting, I was like, are you really sure God said? Like, am I sure that it's God that is saying this thing? Like, even if it's going to happen, how is it going to happen? Like, I've spoken with my ally, and she has told me that it's not possible. So, like, how is God going to do it? And my mom was like, can you stop thinking for God? Like, remove you from your mind. So, my mom was another person that really helps me. She encourages me. She, she made sure she encouraged me. She would tell me that see this thing that is happening to you is happening in the house. This is how we are managing it. This is what we are doing. This is how we are praying and stuff like that. So that helped me too. Another thing that helped me was my friends. So last year I had just five friends. Like I had just five friends. I'm not even going to lie. I had just five friends. And then we were seven at the same time. So we had a group chat. And we used to drop how we felt. And one thing that I love about this friendship 
between us is that we are all Christians, we are God people, and so sometimes I'll wake up or I I have maybe I've charged my phone and I go online and I see a voice recording, someone is sending me a prayer, someone is saying that I woke up with you on my mind today and I just recorded myself praying for you. Like that thing brings tears here because you know you're going through a lot and then God is using this person to like help you someone is sending you a scripture and say i was reading the scripture and i thought about you and i said i said send it to you all i can say is just have god different like have god different and then there in that village god connected me to people that helped me i met i met god lovers i met people that i was just like god like i don't even know anything about god when i met these people i was like i need to I need to up my game because I was feeling very comfortable that ah, do you know who I am? God talks to me now and those kind of things. But I met these people and their faith was so amazing. Like it was mind blowing. Also, these people were also there. Like for the times when I felt sick, they were always around me. They made sure that I either went to see them or they came to see me. They made sure that I was well taken care of. I God see have God friends. That's all I can just say about this so uh i said that i was going to serve i was going to do god's business instead of sitting down and be thinking for my life and be wondering and be waiting for when god said i was going to leave that village i said to serve i joined nccf i've always been in nccf but i said to serve in nccf and then serving for two months being actively involved for two months the next month my ally called me and she was like see we need you to go and rest in the house. If you die, anyway, I still continue because I kept falling sick. And she's like, go home, don't worry, I'll run everything for you. Go back to Watercourt. And I was just like, is that how God used to do his own things? <laughs> that scripture came back to me. I seek you first the kingdom of God. And all this, and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So that was how I was able to overcome it. Do I have any inspiring thing that has happened to me that I can share with this now yes I do I have okay so this one is a very long story but I'll try to summarize it and I don't really share this story with people because I'm a private person but just to encourage somebody um from childhood I always fall ill like it's very easy for me to fall sick so my parents always like they always have this fear so even when i go to school my mom makes sure that she's friends with the teachers just so that she tells them that me and stress like we don't go together because any little thing i can fall sick any little thing i can fall sick easily So when I got admission into the University of Uyo, in my first year, while I was getting to April, April is my birthday, and April was when we wrote our first semester exam. When I was getting to April, I felt very sick. I felt terribly ill. I remember my parents had to like send money for me to come back home so that I could be treated. And then they were like, are you sure you can write exam? Because I was very sick. I kept throwing up. I couldn't walk. Like, I was having this headache. And 
things were just bad so they were scared like are you really sure you can write your exam why don't you just push it forward like just carry repeat year one again and i was just like this first semester i cannot start having ff this thing is going to affect my gp and i'm not interested so i had this faith that i was going to go back and write but the doctors could not find what the problem was so i was on a lot of medications i was my exams a lot of medications but the doctors couldn't find what the problem was uh usually what used to happen the symptoms i used to have was that i would lose my sight in one eye and then i lose the ability to walk like i can be walking and all of a sudden i feel paralyzed in one leg or maybe in the two or i'm walking and then it's my leg is so heavy i cannot actually move it or maybe i'm writing and then all of a sudden i just lose feeling in my arm and stuff you get the point sharp so that that those are the symptoms i used to have and then for as long as i was sick i would have terrible headaches like this headache was so bad sometimes i can't hear what someone is saying because of how how heavy the headache is i couldn't open my eyes i cannot see things because of how terrible the headache was so it was a thing every year at least twice every year i would fall sick like that this would be so bad so in my final year it happened again and this time it started with insomnia because i was very scared i studied economics and if you go to the university of you and you talk about like studying economics people will tell you that studying economics is almost like studying medicine or law because more it's hard so we already had lecturers that were threatening us that they were going to make sure we failed they're going to make sure that this won't happen that won't happen so there was that fear of feeling like i cannot bear to come back and pay school fees like i said financially we are not so like ah there is money in jesus name but you get the point so after the insomnia came headaches because i wasn't sleeping so i was always having headache i was having headache and i was dizzy at the same time then i started losing sight started from my left eye and then I wrote my exam, I managed it, I wrote my exam, I did everything. I actually felt sick because I was throwing up a lot and also I was on drip and I used to go with the drip to school to go and write my exams. And then they say I was done. That was when I now told my parents I wasn't feeling fine and stuff like that. So I came home. Getting home, I lost sight in my both eyes. Everybody became scared. That's when the medical journey began. The, my eye doctor, like the doctor that was in charge of me, because I wear glasses, she was very concerned and she was just like, what happened? Did you hit your head somewhere? Like, someone slapped you. What's going on? And so, tests were run. Um, they noticed that there was a hole behind my eye. And so, they were like, okay. For them to know exactly what the hole was, I had to go and do an MRI. And so, I went to do the scan. And then, the results came out and they said it was a brain tumor. Like, I felt like my entire world was crashing down because how can I have a brain tumor? Like, how? What are the causes of it? I remember that I went to church that evening, that afternoon, and I cried. I cried a lot because I just could not wrap my head around the fact that I had or that they were saying that it was a brain tumor. And so the next the next day i had to see a doctor for consultation this period was very hard because 
like I said before, there was no money for all these things. And they were spending so much money and it was telling. It was telling. So I felt like I was a burden. I felt so bad. I was angry. I felt very, very, very bad. And I was just like, okay, I've gone through four years in school. How am I going to, like, be useful? I'm the first child in my family. How am I going to be useful? What am I going to do? Like, I just, I just could not wrap my head around all of that thing. I was scared. Then I went for consultation with the doctor, and the doctor was telling me that ah, I had just six months to see and after that i'll lose my sight i'll lose my hearing i might probably die soon and all of that i remember that for the first few months i lived in that fear i accepted what the doctor said and so me myself i was waiting for when that thing was going to happen uh we asked about surgery and he said that the surgery if the surgery happens because of the position of the tumor if the surgery happens i either lose my hearing or my sight or i lose my life that it was there was no it was not a 50 50 that oh it will be successful it was it might be successful but i will lose something and i was like i'm not doing that i'm not doing any surgery and then then back then my mom used to play a lot of um kenneth higgins sermons in the house because then she was attending Rema Bible College so she would come home she would see me in my depressed state during this time I could not even move my body remember that I had already lost my sight so I was just going to church with my parents I needed someone to hold my hand up the stairs I was always sitting down I, I remember that I stopped communicating to people I stopped talking with people I just sit down on my own in church and after service I go home. People started complaining that I would see them and I was not greeting them because my eyes were open but I couldn't see. I could not tell anybody what I was going through. I'll just smile and just <laughs> apologize. I'm not even seeing the person that's talking to me. <laughs> that's how bad it was. And so my mom she used to play all those faith based sermons. And so my faith started coming up and then I remember one day I carried my Bible and I was just like, I'm going to be able to read this Bible. Like, if Kenneth Hagen was sick, he couldn't see, but he could read his Bible and he regained his health, I was going to read this my Bible. I always carry my Bible and I would say that thing to myself. I began to have faith. The scriptures I had memorized before, I used to see them. Things like Isaiah, where Isaiah was saying that, he bore our infirmities he was stricken of god and we thought that it's god that was afflicting him he took everything by his stripes i am healed i began to say those things i began to confess those things to myself it started slowly but because there was faith it began to work so i discovered that despite the blackness i was seeing it started becoming things started becoming blurry so i could make out some so I began to read from I, I began to read my Bible like small small shower. I was beginning to see the letters. Small small I was beginning to see like I could read the whole chapter. Small small I was reading two chapters. Small small. So like that I I listened more to songs, gospel songs, like worship songs, so that I could pray. I prayed. I told God that I know that He has the greatest physician. Like there is nothing you cannot do. See then my faith was so big because i was always listening to sermons like i was always listening to encouraging messages <laughs> i was always listening to scriptures my mom would come home and she'd be reading the 
Bible, she'll read scriptures to me, she'll be talking to me, she'll be telling me I think you cannot be blind. Like this thing cannot happen to you. You will not do so. You don't have a brain tumor. You can see, and I will be saying those words along with her as she was saying it. And slowly, very, very, very slowly, I began to get healed. I began to feel my leg again. I was able to walk around. I like things just started happening. The doctor, the same doctor that said I was, he gave me six months. This thing happened in 2019. He gave me six months to to completely lose my sight and my hearing and my ability to move around. On the sixth month, I was completely healed. Like I was completely and totally healed. The headaches had stopped. I could see. I didn't need my glasses to see again. I could see. I could move my body. Like everything was perfect as God created me in the beginning. Does this thing come once in a while? Yeah, sometimes it comes because the devil. <laughs> the Bible says that um, if a demon is cast out, it goes and he comes out and finds that the place is clean and swept. It comes back again. Sometimes the devil tries to bring those symptoms. But that's where the speaking continues. I tell myself, I don't have this thing. You can't come back here. Because Jesus Christ healed someone and he said, leave and never return. And so, I'm a God. I can decree things and they come to pass. God restored my health. God brought me back to the place of complete recovery. So, these days when I see people share their testimony of how they had brain tumor and they had to do a surgery, like, it makes me go on my knees and I'm just like, God, I didn't have to think of, do you know how much surgery costs? Knowing my background, <laughs> God, like, I really knew that and I'm just like, God, I thank you that I really didn't have to go through surgery for me to begin my everything like for the tumor to go like to be completely healed i just want to give all praise and glory to god thank you for having me on your podcast